podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. My name's Kevin Graham and welcome to your Wednesday afternoon Acts on Bolton. I'm joined by James McKenzie. James, how are you today? I'm doing good myself. Um, took a wee few days to recover for Paradise away, but following on for that, a good result. Exciting game tonight, transfer window coming to an end. It's a lot of stuff to look forward to. You were, you were, you were lucky enough to be at Paradise. Uh, yeah. on Sunday what was it like because I think I remember I took you to your first away game which would have been St Johnson at McDermott uh, Park and I think we got Nadia beat Nadia Chiffre scored Nadia so did, scored. Aye, was it a one-each draw was it uh, oh, that was the first game James Forrest missed aye. Aye, so it started right at the end it was the second we went to McDermott Park again and Nadia Chiffre scored that brace I think Ah, that's right. Aye. I'm getting a well, bit of abuse. The atmosphere oh, it was absolutely brilliant. I think we had two stands anyway, and most of the Dundee United fans were gone by half time. So just for the second half, the goals just kept coming in and the crowd were wrong. The Dund- Dundee United, who managed to keep two sections of the stand empty for some utterly bizarre reason, and they seem to be selling tickets directly to local Celtic fans as well, cutting the allocation that they give to that they actually give to the club, which is quite which is quite bizarre because I'm sure when they do that, Celtic then say they take no responsibility for what happens and what is sung uh, from that section of the crowd. Um, I find it quite a lot of clubs are actually doing that now, and it's one of the things that I know that supporters, organisations, and season ticket holders are bringing up with bringing up with the clubs. Ross County as well tonight 
uh, they, they sell direct to fans up up that way as well. And I, I know Celtic are not too happy about it either. Eh? I, I, I can see both points of view, eh? but I think Celtic have got a point of view here that they can't be held responsible for anything that happens if they can't control the, uh, the sale of tickets. Um, yeah, I have mentioned the same point as yourself that I can see why the home teams would want to avoid, if they think the fans are going to come and cause trouble or sing songs they don't like or whatever. I can see why they would take that stance, but I can also see where Celtic would be coming from as well. But I Celtic want to control who gets the tickets, and they they quite rightly say, well, if you're se- if you're selling to any Tom, Dick, or Harry just because they've got a certain postcode, then how are we meant to actually control that? So yeah. Celtic have got to get, get out there, but then you've got the other things where you've got guys who are lucky enough to be season ticket holders going, well, how can these guys get tickets because they've got certain postcodes uh, and just waltz up into a game, which could be which could be a potential league winner or something like that. It's, it's a big game. There's arguments on all levels there, James. Um, and it's one that will never actually, will probably never get to the ending. Um, the Urban comes in, thank you, mate. Where's our host? Ah, look, Paddy's got it. I'm always late because I was busy in my day job and I logged on a bit late. But James was here on time. I must admit, James is always here. On, 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 James was five. Uh, James was here five minutes early. It was just me. It was no no here five minutes early. I've, uh, well, Paddy's coming in and giving me abuse again, James. Where's Kev swag bag to go with that jumper? It's my Where's Wally jumper, except it's, a, except it's a Tim version of a Where's Wally jumper. And the fact I've got glasses on the day makes me look like a Wally as well. There we go. See? Entertainment. Uh, right, Sunday, you've mentioned Sunday you were at Tanadice. I love, I love going to Tanadice. It's one of the, the best away days, I think, that you can get. The scoreline was a phenomenal scoreline. It was an absolute phenomenal scoreline. 9 nothing. And you, I must admit, though, James, when you get to a point, when the game gets to about six or seven, you do start to feel... I, I started feeling a bit sorry for Dundee United when it got to about six or seven. The reason I was, was one of the folk that was chanting, we won ten. We won, well, we won uh, for double digits. Oh, obviously, we didn't we, we didn't do tens. Tens is just no something that we do. It's in the club's DNA that we'll never do a ten. But, like, because... I started feeling sorry for United, right? Because when you get to six or seven, the game, the, the game, the game's finished. The game's absolutely lo- loosed, and you just want to move on. You've got the three points and all of that, eh? But then you become selfish. Then I became selfish when it got to eight, way twenty minutes to go. I'm gone. I've never seen Celtic score 10 goals. I've seen an 8 at Arbroath. I've seen an 8 at Hamilton. I've seen a 9 against Aberdeen. But I, I've never I, I've never actually seen a 10. And I'm going, I wonder how the wee thing's going to look with 10 goals. Like, it's like the wee scoreboard on the telly. <laughs> like, I'm going, well, I want to see 10 now. Then, then when, you, when you get to, like, when, when you get to, like, uh, nine with ten with nine minutes to go, you're going like that. Get in here, they're going to get ten here because this team's utterly chopped it. Then I don't know what actually happened, but like how David Turnbull's header managed to spin out the way rather than across the line is 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 utterly phenomenal. And then the final whistle goes, 
And there's a bit of you disappointed that you didn't get 10. You've just seen an absolutely phenomenal performance and you're going, I'm disappointed we didn't get 10. Like, it's, a, it's a funny vortex to, to actually been in. And because one of the things since it's actually happened, James, was, oh, I Brown Warrior, I, I, I've seen eight at Dunfermline as well. I, you know, I forgot about Dunfermline. Uh, so one of the things is, I don't think we'll get anywhere near scoring nine goals again this season. I've heard people say after it, we're going to go into double figures. We're going to do that to other teams. Scoring nine goals is an absolute one-off. Football is a game where not many goals are actually scored when you actually look at it. It's a, it's a low-scoring game. Uh, it's a low-scoring game, and it's a ludicrous situation that the fact that we scored nine goals in a game, right? Absolutely ludicrous. It only happens every four or five years. Uh, I was listening to the guys for the Anfield Rap, and they've been doing the Anfield Rap 10 years, and they actually said it's the first time they've ever commented on a 9 nothing. And that's, that's the first time that, they, that, that they've ever commented on a 9 nothing. And I'm thinking about this, and, and folk are going like that, I will score 10 this season, we'll score 11 this season, we'll, we'll, we'll beat a record this season. I'm going, well, statistically and factually, it's very unlikely to happen because double figures rarely happens in a game and I don't reckon we'll get a team that's so nice, nice as what Dundee United were on, on Sunday and who lacked the game management actually to keep the score down. I think, I think Sunday was a perfect storm and maybe we'll get four or fives. I can't see us getting near a, a, a 10 or a nine again this season. I just don't think it'll happen. And that's that's no uh, that's no me decrying how good Celtic actually are. It's just that statistically, it's not going to happen. Well, if you look at the way things were going last season in the sort of early stages of Andy's tenure at Celtic, we were already beating teams. 6-7 now we're already putting loads of goals past them so the second season is supposed to be the season that's the most enjoyable when Andrew's your manager and we've already beat a team 9-0 now. so I can see the season goes on and the players are getting sort of more used to playing I can see us maybe getting double digits past a team and as you were saying there was a bit of a disappointment that we didn't get 10 goals it was actually for a brief moment there was booze coming for the Celtic fans that we didn't get 10 goals when the full time whistle went but that briefly Oh, that went away, it turned to jubilation straight away. It just on the performance I thought everybody done their part. Even the substitutes, everybody was tremendous. Uh, everybody knew their role, they were all on the same page. And that game, it just showed when every single player in that Celtic team was playing well, we can really turn teams over. And I, I could see us getting ten goals in a game this season. That's a, a bold prediction, but I, I think we can get ten goals. I'm going to completely disagree with you. And again, I'm not being... Uh, magnets, Magnet 67. Come on, Kev, here's the positivity, man. I want to be positive for a 9 nothing, knowing in the back of my nine, but back of my mind fully well that there's, it's very unlikely that we'll get near that again this season, just the way that football works. It doesn't matter how good we are. It doesn't matter how brilliant we are. The chances of us being as clinical and coming up against a team as woeful as Dundee United again are very, very slim. Sunday was a perfect storm, storm, and I'm very positive about the perfect storm. I just thought we had a wee bit, we just didn't enjoy Sunday as much. We were already going, we're going to score 10 against Sunday. No, just enjoy scoring nine and watching some of the best footballs you've seen for a Celtic team in about 15 or 20 years. I, I'm, I just wanted to enjoy that rather than just going, we're going to get take 10 goals off Sunday, where statistically it's very very unlikely to 
happen. It is very unlikely to happen. But when you actually look at it, and you look at the game tonight, I think folk are already saying, oh, we could, don't, Ross County have only won a game this season, quarter final of the cup, they're bottom in the league, they're going to have their eye on other things, we've got our eye on other things. This game could be a sausage fest tonight because of the number of changes that we could make and the number of changes that uh, Ross County could make. Ross County won't actually roll out the carpet for us. They'll have a look at what happened to Dundee United and then, then go, we didn't want that to happen to us. They will try and spoil, spoil the game this evening because of where they, where they actually are. And Celtic will, will, will make changes tonight, which will mean that we won't be as fluid as what we were at the weekend. And the weekend was absolutely brilliant. The weekend was brilliant. And I think we need to actually box that weekend, box that game as an utterly special game and no believe that we're actually going to, going, going to score double figures. Yeah, if, if you look at... Ross County on paper, and then Dundee United's form on paper. You would think that they're uh, sort of really similar teams, but if you look at the games Ross County have played, the first sort of five games I've had Hearts away, Rangers away, and I've had Celtic at home. I've had a really tough run out with it. So I think when they get a sort of good run out, sort of the easier teams in the league, they'll start to pick their form back up. Because if you watch the highlights of the games, for the most part, they haven't been too bad, and I've showed glimpses of what made them so good last season. So I expected them to give us a, a difficult test like they did in the game in the league, especially at night up in Dingwall, how cold it's going to be up there. But they should have enough quality to get the job done. I can say we've just won a game 9-0. I would say, if I was to make a score prediction, I'd go for 3-0. 3-0? You're going for 3. Uh, Tam Mack leaves the comment, County always try and spoil the game. Nothing new there. Every team has got to play a certain way, Tammy, and, and I've got, if Ross County are going to play that way, that's up to them. I mean, you, you look at them on Saturday at uh, uh, Ibrox, and Rangers should have been down to 10 men after 17 minutes. That, that, that's, that, that goes without saying. That, that goes without saying, and... It makes you wonder. I mean, you hear people talking early on this season that Ross County have been doing very, very well. But they're sitting bottom of the league with no points, no wins. They are possibly in a crisis. I, I don't know. Multiple... No, they, beat, they beat Kilmarnock. Did they beat Kilmarnock? That was in the cup, I think. They beat them, they beat them one nothing. I wasn't sure the competition was it not. Anyway, whatever. They, they, they've not made a very good start to the season, eh? Yeah. They've made a very good start to the season. So they, they, they're they either looking for tonight to be as a springboard to set their season off or a damage limitation. Just go, let's get this out the road because the weekend's more important because we want to stay in the Premier League. From a Celtic point of view, and we're only here to talk about the Celtic, and I'm going to bring up this comment for DB101. Celtic are a laughing stock in Europe. No one cares about them. It's all about the Rangers and the glamour group. Mate, all eyes will be on Europe. All eyes will be on Celtic Park next Tuesday night when the European champions roll into town and we actually give them a doing, pal. So you just, you just put that thought in your head. And remember, Dinny eat cheese before you go to bed. Now, tonight we're we're going to have a look at uh, we we we're going we're going to have a look at changing the squad. We are going to make changes. Ange Postecoglou says yesterday um, to change to, that we were going that we were going to change the squad. What changes would you like to see? For me, the first one 
which will happen, which I reckon should have happened at half time on Sunday, was Joe Hart uh, coming off for uh, Benji Segrist. Uh, Joe Hart got a dull one. Um, got a dull one. I mean, Joe Hart was the foundation of that result on on Sunday with that double save. The double save in the first two minutes. If that went in, it might have been a different game. Who knows? It might only a one eight one. Who knows? We don't actually we don't actually know that. But I think Joe Hart will get a rest tonight just because he'll be what in his stitches set. They would have took out his staples and put in stitches and they'll, they'll say to him, Look, we're giving you the we're giving you the week off here to actually sort yourself out. Yeah, it's good that we've got a proper competent backup now for Joe Hart as well. Ben J.C. Grist, he's proven himself in the Scottish League to be one of the best goalkeepers. So I'd, I'd like to see him come in. As you were saying, I'd like to see quite a lot of changes for this game, considering we've got Rangers at the weekend and then Real Madrid next week. And the fixture list is only going to get more and more more and more and busy for Celtics. I'd like to see maybe Anthony Ralston come into the side for Juranovic. Uh, Moritz Jens was in good form. So you don't just want to let him sit on the bench for the next few weeks. I'd like him to come back in. I thought Alexandro Bernabe showed some flashes against Dundee United. I'd quite see him come back in. Aaron Moyes looked sharp whenever he's came off the bench. But I wouldn't drop McGregor though. I'd move Cal McGregor maybe a bit further forward and play more in that six role. And then if Yakimakis is fit, I'd like to see him come into the side. But if not, then play Kyogo up front. And do you know if Hacks Ivanovic is going to be available for the game? Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details. Has he got like fitness issues to work on? They are saying that he's likely to be on the bench. I think Postacoglu says that a start is beyond him at this precise moment in time. He's had no pre-season. He's been training himself in, 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 in back home in Sweden. Uh, so Likely to the bench, and he might come off the bench uh, tonight. That that seems to be the general, the general vibe of Haskabanovic for this evening. For me, I can see Anthony Anthony Ralston starting. I, I reckon Ralston will get a start. He hasn't has he played any minutes at all this year. He has played. He came off the bench Very briefly. Off the bench. Briefly. So I can, I can actually see uh, Ralston getting a run out. I would like to see Ralston getting a run out. Centre of defence, I reckon he's going to go with whatever the centre of defence is going to be on Saturday and next week. So it's going to be a really interesting uh, pair-up in the centre of defence. And I f- think, know that, know that I want, I think he'll go with CCV and Starfield tonight. What do you think of that? Um if it would be the team that would be playing against Rangers, then I would like Starfelt in. But I think I, I'm say he'll, he'll play the centre half partner. He'll play the, the centre half partnership mm. that that he deems to be strongest to play the next two games. Yeah, for me, the strongest partnership is Carter Vickers and Starfelt. I think you'd, you've only seen a few games from Maurice Jens. It's not enough to sort of really judge off him. 
And in those games, I think a lot of the hype around Moyes and his recent performances was the fact that he scored goals. But again, Carl Starfelt is I think he's got two goals in the last two games. They scored was away to Kilmarnock and then he scored away to Dundee United there. So Starfelt's got just as many goals as Moritz Jens and we're talking about centre backs here. And Starfelt, we've shown how effective he can be at centre back. So if we're talking about the team for Rangers and Real Madrid and beyond in the bigger games, I would quite like Carl Starfelt to be there. I think it'll be CCV and Carl Starfelt. I thought he'd done okay on Sunday. I thought he'd done okay for the half an hour that he played at Rugby Park as well. Um, I mean, he's, he's become a goal-scoring centre-half. If he keeps this up, he's looking at double figures for the season. But I, I think they are going to see... Postacoglu says towards the end of last season that he doesn't like to change the centre pairing too much. He doesn't like to change it too much because he feels that an important, that's an important part. And for me, if he's changing the goalkeeper, I can't see him changing the two in front of him to have some f- sort of familiarity um, in front of them as well. At left back, I can still see Greg Taylor getting a game. I can't see yeah. Burnaby. I can't see Burnaby coming in for Greg Taylor. Uh, that might be a later on sub because when Burnaby came on at the weekend, he came on further up the field. I can see Greg Taylor starting. Tonight. Yeah, I was on the fence for that. I think it was more just me wanting to see Alexandro Bernabe play. I think Greg Taylor would probably play, but I would like to see Bernabe even off the bench at some point against Ross County. Because if there's a type of game where you want to rotate and give the players who aren't going to get that many minutes because the player in front of them is playing that good, it's games like these that you give them the opportunity. Uh, as, as games like this you give him the opportunity but I still don't think he is maybe ready for a start and even though Postacoglu maybe wants to make the changes he doesn't want to give up the whole game and he'll have a look at it and he'll have a look and go right I can bring in Ralston that's fine but bringing in Bernabe is maybe a wee bit too much of a risk uh, at the moment um, is a, a bit of a risk at the moment and he'll go with Greg Taylor with a look he maybe bringing on Burnaby after 60 minutes depending on how things are going Yeah that, that, I would I would say I'm in the same boat as you I could see maybe even the thing, same thing happening for Anne Moy but because he's had that many appearances for the bench I think this would be the game to start Aaron Moy he's came off the bench he's looked comfortable and every time he's came off the bench so if there's any game to give Adam a start, it would be now. Now, well, we'll move on to the midfield since you since you mentioned the midfield there. So my my back my back five is Seagrist, Ralston, Starfelt, CCV, and Greg Taylor. Now, you got any changes with that? Do you agree with that, James? They are then Seagrist, Ralston, Carter Vickers, Jens, and Bernabe. But right. I, I think it will probably be Greg Taylor in there. Right, so this is what I would like to see. Ah, uh, it's, it's the same. It's what I well, it's what I would like to see as well. I want to see changes, but I don't want to see too many changes, which makes the game a lottery. Because I think our and depth is that good, though, that where we can rotate the team as heavily as we would like without making the team a lottery. Because half of these players would be starting if the players ahead of them weren't so good. We've got so many good options in this team. You're not selling the game if you make maybe six or seven changes from a match for me. No, when the hub, when the hub says, I mean, I says at the start of the season, I reckon we only had sixteen players that we could count on being first team 
first-team players. We're now five games into the season, and that 16 has went up because we can now judge some of the new signings and go, they are going to do a job for us. And when I say the 16 names, the bottom line was, I couldn't tell you what they were going to do. So I can now say that we can trust them. I'm going to bring this in for the Raga Free. Uh, I know I always go on about him, but I think Welsh deserves game time or we'll lose him altogether. We'd love to see Tony Raldini start. I, I can see where the Raga Free is coming, with, coming from there, James, but I'm just going on what Poster Coglu says, that he doesn't like changing the centre-half pairing unless he really has to. And with two, well, we've got three massive games tonight as a massive game as well. We've got three games coming up. I can see him trying to get Carter Vickers and Starfield back in to tandem together eh, to try and get last season's group back together. But again, like Bernabe, I can maybe see Wells coming in after 60 minutes, depending on how the game's going. Yeah, I think Stephen Welsh was really unlucky at the start of the season because him sort of not playing the last few games is a combo, an injury coming at a bad time and Maurice Haynes coming right into the squad. Um, he played the Hearts game and I think a lot of people had him as one of their man of the matches along the shot on the opening game of the season. But then the injury meant he missed Ross County and now he's out of the fold where he's, he's only sort of performance this season has been a good performance, maybe even a man-of-match performance. So he's been really unlucky. So uh, I would like to see him get more game time, but I think Moritz Jens has jumped them in the pecking order now. So if any of the sort of centre-backs, apart from Carter Vickers or Starfield, are going to get some game time uh, uh, down well, I think it would be Moritz Jens. Mm-hmm. It looks that way. It does look like the Welsh is fourth in, in the four that we've actually got. And that's no a slight on Stephen Welsh. I don't think. I, I, I think that this shows the strength in front of him and the fact that he's whapped Julian out the squad and Julian's went to Montpellier shows that Stephen Welsh is, is higher rated than than, uh, than, than Julian. Rooster I'm, Rooster, I'm going to ask you to come back in here. I'd play well. Starfelt was honking at the weekend there. Can you go into a bit more depth how Starfelt was honking? I mean... St- I don't think he was honking. I don't think he was honking. Stephen Stephen Fletcher won a couple of high balls and stuff like that. Starfelt got caught on the ball once, but I think when you actually look at that when Middleton hit the post, when you actually look at that, you see Starfelt with the ball asking Carter Vickers to get in position. Carter Vickers wasn't in position when Starfelt got the ball and the whole thing was all disorganised and it allowed Dundee United to push up and he ended up playing the hospital pass to Josip uh, Juranovic, which yeah. ended up with a shot at the foot. But I think there's a collective failing there that we weren't in position quick enough. And I think when Poster Coglu would have picked that up on Monday, he would have been going to the back five, including Joe Hart as a whole, going, we were sloppy there. Just wasn't Starfelt, it was sloppy. It was a whole unit that was actually sloppy. Yeah, for me, you can't look at a 9-0-1 and pick out one player who's been honking because that, that would just be really, really, really nitpicking. We, we, we won 9-0, kept a clean sheet, scored loads of goals. It would be really hard to try and find a bad performance amongst that. Ah, Robert, Robert Highland, welcome Robert. Welsh and Jens for him tonight. Uh, let's see what else. Jason Lee just brings up what I was bringing up there. Starfelt made a dodgy pass, but that was about it. 
John McCauley points out he gets bullied too easily. He looks like Bambi on ice trying to pass just a few for Starfelt. I, I, I don't know, Starfelt. I, I think Starfelt. I, I think that's harsh, John. I, I really do think that's harsh. I think Starfelt's figures and facts and stats back up that he had a really good end to the last season and the two games that he's played this season, he's done well. I mean, it's the manager, eh? It's up to the manager. If the manager sees Starfelt and CCV as his partnership, then that's a partnership that's going to get played. Um, I, I just think he's Starfelt's maybe got a target on the back because we've got a few good factor with Jens coming in, mm. scoring two goals and looking far more comfortable on the ball. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, I think all four of the centre-backs that you would consider the starting, the players that would get involved in the starting often, they're all good at playing at the back. I think Stephen Welsh is very good for playing out for the back as well. I think you'd be really nitpicking to pick things out like that about the defence. I think so as well. Eh? Drew Mack, CFC, Carl Starfelt is a best tackler by a mile. He's a very, very old school defender. Eh? And, and Steve O'Mac comes in. I got criticised for saying I think Jens is better than Starfelt. He looks solid enough, but old school gets stuck in. But for me, Jens looks more comfortable in our style and a more rounded player. I think Steve O'Neill's it there. I think he absolutely yeah. nails it. Jens looks more comfortable in the position that we ask him to play, but Starfelt has got a different different attributes that Jens hasn't got and we need that as well yeah uh, I, th- I, th- I think you're spot on there Steve I'm pretty in agreement with that you can see the same sort of situation at the front of the field as well Abada for me I think he's a better player than Maida but Maida has the qualities that you need in that starting 11 his pressing and his energy over that 90 minutes you're not going to get that from anybody else in that Celtic squad so I think I agree with Steve there. I, I agree. I agree with him as well. Brian Conway comes in. Starfelt was continually fouled by Fletcher, but he kept on being but he kept on being penalised. That's true as well. And Paul yeah. Thomas, I completely agree with this as well. Put Fletcher against any CB in the world, you'd fancy him to win a couple of headers. Yes, you would. There's nobody going to have a hundred percent record out jumping a centre forward for headers. We'll move on to the midfield. This is Aaron Moyes' first start for Celtic tonight, eh? Or yeah, it should be. You have to think. He's been gradually building up the minutes through the sort of spells he's had come off the bench. So you would think now is the game to start on Ross County. I've said that the opposition of played has been tough at the start of the season, but they haven't been the best. So why not give Aaron Moyes a game? As long as you're not dropping Cal McGregor, as they say, you can give Aaron Moyes a game here. Well... Well, let's me be the devil advocate here, eh? We've been saying Cal McGregor's been playing too much football for the last six seasons. Surely we've got Arne Moy to come in and other options in the midfield where Cal McGregor can get a wee night sitting on the bench. Well, Ross County aren't a terrible position. You would want your captain, maybe even your best player, to play in this game because... You don't want to sacrifice everything. You have to, you've got to have Cal McGregor in there for me. If we were to put a team like, say, Queen of the South, like Rangers had yesterday, then I would say, yeah, you can drop Cal McGregor. But these games, we can't forget, they're still must-win. So I'd say when games are must-win, Cal McGregor's got to be in the team. 
So you've got Aaron Moy there, and so your next one's Callum McGregor. And you've made a very strong case for Callum McGregor to get in the team. What I'm going to say is my captain the Knights and they're Alston, so that shows you that Callum McGregor's knowing my team. And the next player I would play, just because he's coming back for injury, it would be Aaron Moy, then Rio Atati. I think Atati needs another 60 minutes. And his legs, because he's been out for a couple of games, and he's been utterly fantastic. Over over the last when he, he he was great he was great on Sunday against Dundee United and he was great against Dundee United uh, against Hearts as well. Yeah, he was absolutely phenomenal against Dundee United. For me, he went under the radar maybe because he didn't score or it wasn't as involved in the goals as other players were. But Rio Hattie was his he was his phenomenal best. If we're going to say my final player for my midfield, I'd have David Turnbull in there. I think with Rio Hattie being back, he's not going to get much minutes. Anymore, so I would want David Turnbull to play this game. Aaron Moy, Cal McGregor, and David Turnbull. Well, I agree with you. I reckon Turnbull will get minutes, but I'm putting Turnbull in and in place of Matt O'Reilly. So I've got Moy, Atati, and Turnbull in, in that middle of the park. The reason being, uh, Turnbull will give you a wee bit of legs. As I say, he's got different attributes to, to the other ones. Um, I can see Turnbull. Matt, Matt O'Reilly's played every minute of every game so far and we want him for Saturday and we yeah. want him against Real Madrid and I think Turnbull is decent enough to come in against Ross County even though it's a tough ground to go to we've got a decent enough record there and a midfielder Arm Moy Rio Atati and David Turnbull for me is good enough to actually take control of that game yeah, when we last played at Ross County um, I think David Turnbull was the main creative man in that midfield. Most of the chances we got in that first half, I think it was David Turnbull that sort of set them up. I saw him getting some unfair stick in that game because I thought he was the main creative force in that midfield. He was, he was the main creative force in that midfield and he has got that in his locker. I do think he is a decent enough player. Uh, Daniel F., Usually a regular commenter on 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 the live bulletins, Christ, no Moy and Turnbull together far too slow. I I, I didn't get that with David Turnbull. I didn't see him being any slower than Matt O'Reilly. Maybe he takes one touch too many than Matt O'Reilly, but I don't. I can't say Matt O'Reilly's a a greyhound and and like David Turnbull's a Blackpool donkey, like in terms of speed. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. 
As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. I, I don't see that much great a difference. Moy is completely different. Moy's range of passing is going to be phenomenal. And what he, what he lacks, what he lacks in speed, Moy will make up with positional sense and also the fact that he could open a, tina, a, a ton of baked beans with his passes. He's absolutely phenomenal, some of the balls that he can actually play. Yeah, and even when Aaron Moy came on against Dundee United at the weekend, that allowed Cal McGregor to go further forward, and people have been crying out for it for years, for Cal McGregor to get a more sort of advanced attacking role in the team. And we just saw a glimpse of that against Dundee United, and that was enough for me to want more of Cal McGregor playing in an attacking sense for Celtic. So I think that will play a factor as to why I've got him so I played further forward than my eleven. I get. I mean, these are great options to have. This is a great conversation to actually have <laughs> because last season we couldn't. Have, last season we couldn't have a conversation. Last season we went into a game at Ross County in December with Adam Montgomery and, and uh, the boy Moffat and Josip Juranovic as a forward. We had a badder through the middle as well. <laughs> we had a badder through the middle. So having this conversation is like. It's, it's mind blown. It is absolutely mind blown that we're having this conversation. I got a text message from my Ranger support mate, my only Ranger Bill. Does my boss count as a, a mate? I don't know, Ken, right? That's for that's for the comments. That for my only Ranger support and mate, Grant, he does actually watch us sometimes. Um, and he texted us when we made the four changes against Dundee United when we brought on uh, the four players that we brought on. And I went back to him. I says, I we're bringing on those four players and that's without Yakamakis and Haskabanovic being available to us. That shows you the strength and depth that we've actually got now. And there's, there's people in the comments, there's, there's Johnny Ryan comes in, too many changes, Kev likes consistency. I think we've got enough quality to make a number of changes in a number of positions and it should still be okay. It's not as if we're bringing in guys like Adam Montgomery and, and Moffat or we're moving guys well out of position. We're bringing in guys in positions that they're comfortable with, that we've paid a bit of money for, that we should be fine. But there's certain areas that Ange Postacoglu will only make changes I think the centre halves one of them. But Jonathan Brown agrees with me about Moy. Uh, he would have, he would start Moy attacking Turnbull. Uh, Danielle Elf come, Danielle F comes back in and says, "I like both players, just not together." I, I, I don't. I see. I think they've all got different attributes that are good enough for them to be together in that midfield. But I still still rank. I, I do still feel that this is the first time in five seasons where we can leave Callum McGregor out and be okay. Yeah, that's, the quality. That's just yeah. The, the quality is there, as you were saying. We've got quality all across the park. We've got enough to feel two strong elevens for the team. I, I would just say I would like Cameron McGregor to start. I've gave my reasons for that. Just on Moy and um, David Turnbull starting to get, we've not really seen a lot of them starting to get have enough evidence to say that they don't work together. Like last season, we knew Turnbull and Rogic didn't work together because we'd seen them over maybe seven or eight games where we were able to decide these two don't work. But with Aaron Moy and David Turnbull, you're probably not seeing enough 
for them to get to get about fifty minutes of footage. There's not really enough to sort of make a decision on that for me. Uh, there's there's no really much. Robert Highland comes in. Did I actually start that comment, or do I need to find that again? Let's see. Let's see. Robert Highland comes in and actually says, oh, "I've never started your comment, mate. So sorry, I can't bring it up." Uh, he he actually he actually says that uh, Aaron Moy's not match fit, not hasn't got the match sharpness. I think tonight's a good night to start him. I think Moy's got the quality, and he needs a decent 60, 70 minutes in his, in, in his belt for this three-month period, which is going to be utterly chaotic bedlam for us and with three games a week. I mean, next week, James, me and you are going to be reviewing our game against Real Madrid. We've got the, po- we've got the post-match, which is, which is the post-match bulletin, which usually the Wednesday we were actually thinking of stuff to speak about a couple of weeks ago. Next week now we've got absolute loads, loads to, to, to talk about. So your midfield freeze, Moy, McGregor and... Turnbull. Yeah, Turnbull. My midfield three is Moy, Hatati, and Turnbull. Now, the front three, and I'll bring up this question, Kevin Mack. Will Jota play tonight, James? I'll, I'll give you my front three, then the question will be answered. I've got Abada on the right, Maida on the left, and then Yakimakis up front. Right, okay, okay. He's back in training, Yakimakis, I'm pretty sure. So if he's fit, then I would give him a shot. If not, then I'll put Kyogo up front. He, I'm pretty sure he scored against Ross County a few weeks ago when we played them, so why not put Kyogo back, put Kyogo up front again? Right, to answer Kevin Matt's question, will Jota play tonight? No, you'll have, you'll have a nice wee blanket sitting on the bench. And he'll maybe get off if needed. If we don't need him, he'll only get off the bench. He, 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 game time will actually be saved for Jota. I agree with I agree with you. I think Yakamakis will start with Kyogo dropping to the bench. Again, I don't think that's... <laughs> even though I think Kyogo's an overall better player, I don't think it weakens the striking force putting Yakamakis up front. Yeah. And, and that is another great thing to actually say. Um... James is getting a start. James Forrest is getting 60 mats. You think? And my is, that your, is that your prediction or do you, the team you want? It's not the team that I want. It's just, my, just my prediction. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see James, James Expectations are just future dis- disappointment. So I have no expectations whatsoever. But I feel that James Forrest will get a start tonight. I wouldn't would be surprised to see him in the start of Paul Thomas made a good point there. If McGregor's resting in Forrest there, Forrest could possibly be the captain. That's not Ralston, like you said. But I think Abada's just scored the hat trick against Dundee United. From before that game, he's basically been the backup player while Shota and Maeda have been the starting wingers. So if that if Shota and Maeda is going to be the way we're going to be going into these big games, which I think it will be, I think give Abada another 60, maybe even more minutes in this game. And Dyes made. We know he's got the energy and the legs for days. So, and I thought he wasn't too bad when we played Ross County last time either. So why not give Maeda a shot? And Yakimakis, he's not really had the game time this season. But when he's came on off the bench, he's been absolutely brilliant. I'm thinking he might have scored every time he's came off the bench, or at least 
putting a seven out of ten shift when he's had the chance to. So you could reward him for sort of being patient whilst Kyogo's getting starts and give him a chance today as well. Paul McLean again comes in with an interesting point of view, an interesting solution to the conundrum, which is the Celtic starting lineup to move Bernabe on the left wing and Abada on the right. Bernabe came on the left wing at the weekend there. Uh, didn't really do much when he actually came on. That's an interesting point of view. An interesting point of view, but I think they've got the options up front where we didn't need to put a square peg in a round hole. I think on Sunday, the fact that we were eight nothing up when he, or seven nothing up when he came on, was the fact that he came on to get game time. Aye, we'll give you a jersey. Go out there, go out and yeah. give yourself twenty odd minutes. But I can't see it being a tactical solution to actually play him on the left wing. Yeah, you don't really need to sort of ship players for their positions because the options we've got are so rich and those especially in those attacking positions. We didn't need an attacker, but then we seen Tyke Sabanovic because Ange Ange just having a we laugh for the transfer window. So you could even have Tyke Sabanovic off the bench, but I would go my bad and my up front. You would go Abada, Maeda and Big Yakamakis up front. Up front, I I I've got a wee feeling that we're going to see uh, Maeda, Forrest and Yakamakis. David Glasgow quite rightly points out Big Ange on the press conference yesterday. He and Ange say saying they don't get back until late in the morning. I'd be surprised if their key players for Saturday even travel. I think they will travel. Uh, I, I, I do think they. I do think they will travel, and they will be sitting on the bench if needed, and they will come on if needed. But I do think that we'll see a number of changes tonight, and and I think uh, well, Billy Subs Grant informs me that Bernabe is a converted winger. He's got a lot of the traits, Albina. It seems uh, he's got the. I think a lot of modern day fullbacks nowadays are converted wingers just because. The fullback role there, they changed so much. It's just much more attacking. I'm pretty sure Alexander Arnold was a right midfielder, but then he got moved to right back. Tommy Gemmell started it off. Tommy Gemmell was the first ever overlapping fullback in the world. Um, if you have a look at it, I'm James Forrest. I reckon James Forrest is, is going to come in tonight. But moving forward, that will be Haskabanovic. It's coming in on in that front three somewhere and even then Haskabanovic says yesterday that he, that he could play the number 10 role as well which could see him dropping in the middle of the park and then again if he's got the legs for an Ange Postacoglu midfield but it's another it's, a, it's another option that's actually there I think we will see Haskabanovic tonight but it will be as a sub um, yeah, I, I really do think I don't I, I don't think he'll actually start. I think he'll come on and get a taste of he'll come on and get a taste of Scottish football. It means that we'll probably have the strongest bench of any Scottish team tonight. And I think that's what's going to happen. Whatever Ange Postacoglu does, we are going to have a really, really strong be- strong bench if we do get into trouble. Which we may do. It's football. We didn't care what's going to happen. Eh? But that 11 that I've actually says, my 11 of Seagrass. Ralston, CCV, Starfelt, Greg Taylor, midfield of Moy, Hatati, eh, Turnbull, and a front three of Maeda, Forrest, and Yakamakis, I think will be enough for us. And we've got to remember, James Forrest would get a game for anybody else in the Scottish Premier League, probably out with Celtic and Rangers. Yeah, 
he would, he would get a game for Hearts, definitely. Yeah, he's better than his brother. It just shows how good the depth that Celtic is. We've got the best squad depth in the country, in my opinion. And if Twitter rumours are to be believed, we're only going to be adding to that with Oliver Abeldgaard, a Danish number six from Ruben Kazan, 26 years old. Have you heard much about this? I've not seen any sort of concrete concrete like news reports of it. It's just sort of been Twitter rumours, I think. Uh, what was the guy's name there again? Sorry. Oliver Abeldgaard, I think it is, from Ruben Kazan. Right, so the man in the know, Declan, the man who's got Ange Postacoglu on speed dial on Twitter in the last hours, put a wee Danish flag with wee eyeballs. Right? Uh, we, somebody in our group chat says that name last night. Obviously, we must be looking at Ruben Kazan. We must have an agent that's working with Ruben Kazan to try and get all the players that want out of Ruben Kazan. It's not to take advantage of it, though, with everything that's going uh, on there. There's players that are desperate to leave. If we can get players for cut price deals, then I don't see any reason why we shouldn't. Aye, I've got, I've got no qualms about us going to, going to uh, Russia and trying to take advantage of that. No, no qualms about that whatsoever. As I say, it's a name that's never been on the radar. And Postacoglu yeah, did that. The first was to be. What's that? The first, oh, the first... heard of him was to be. Aye, first I was heard of him was last night when somebody put it in the group chat um, that we were linked with a Danish midfielder and he's well down the line. And so somebody put two and two together and went to Russia and got this got the name that you mentioned there. Um, he's six foot four. He's a he has a defensive midfielder. If over the next twenty four hours, James, what do you want to see for the transfer window? And I want to see a six foot four defensive midfielder coming. Well, I've always said well, I wanted the number six to come in. It was. The only position we haven't signed, which I think we could have used. And if these rumours are to be believed, we're going to get that done. So I'd say if we can get this guy through the door, it would be an A transfer window for Celtic, an A grade. And I couldn't, a lot of the stat experts on Twitter have been saying that he's very similar to Vinicius Sosa as well. And most were really excited at the prospect of bringing him in. I know that's a name from months ago now, but it could be a good move in the end. Aye, it, c- it could be a. I do think Ange Postacoglu says yesterday that there were some things happening in the background. He didn't say he, he, he didn't say whether it was ins or outs. Then this name came last night. Uh, there was also the we the we Ross Barkley rumor that done done the rounds tomorrow. But obviously Ross Barkley is going to be getting touted to every club under the sun. Uh, he will, he's probably getting touted to Celtic and Rangers. I'm, I'm, I don't think we need him. I don't think we need that type of player. I think we're well covered in that sort of situation. But we do need a defensive midfielder. And I think the name... the, the name. What was the guy's name again, James? I forgot. It's my old age, man. Oliver Abelgaard. We'll just call him Oliver. Oliver, Oliver Abelgaard. Um, I think he suits what we're looking for. If, he, if he's in the same mould uh, as uh, that, that Souza... Is a defensive midfielder, I would more than welcome him coming into the club because I do reckon that we need an out-and-out specialist in that position for certain games. Even though I've said Aaron Moy could probably do it, it's, if we are looking at one, it's quite obvious that Ange Postacoglu doesn't think that Aaron Moy can actually do it. And uh, as, look, uh, as, as looking 
to bring in another one. I want a defensive midfielder in the next 24 hours. I would love a defensive midfielder in the next 24 hours. If we got a defensive midfielder in the next 24 hours, I reckon I would be extremely happy with our incomings um, for for this this window. We've done everything that had to be done, but one thing, if we're going to be bringing another defensive midfielder, that means... So our three top players you've got there would be McGregor, our man Oliver, and then Aaron Moy. So what do you think that would spell for the likes of James McCarthy or Liam Shaw? Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. I think they would be out the door. There's enough time to get those players out the door. So they're not like they're going to be getting our game anytime soon if we're bringing another defensive midfielder. An interesting move recently, last night, that Tony Mowbray joined Sunderland uh, as manager. I can see James McCarthy. That fits him going to Sunderland under under uh, Tony Mowbray. Liam Shaw, I didn't really see a future for him at Celtic. Truthfully, it doesn't look that way. So I can see him going on loan or maybe moving permanently. Don't know who. Again, if I'm wanting a perfect window, you want a a, a, a out the door, they get his wages off, and a number of players who are just eating up a wage out the door over the next 24 hours as well. The own Moffat transfer surprised me, especially with being yeah, permanent. That, 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 that did. No, I didn't see it permanent. Maybe I won't. I could maybe see a loan. I didn't see it permanent. And... Mikey Johnson. I think Mikey Johnson needs to move on for the benefit of his career. I think he needs um, a permanent move because I don't see what he could do on loan at another club unless he has some sort of revolutionary season, which I don't see you know, I don't see him going out on loan to another club coming back better than Maeda, Abada, Jota or um, Hank Zabanovic. I don't see him coming back and being better than any of those players to be honest. James, you'll maybe get you'll maybe be able to answer this. Paddy Lafferty comes in and asks, Did we get any money for Moffat? I'm not too sure. His contract wasn't expiring or anything. So there would have been some sort of fee 
involved in it. They, they, they had plenty of time left in his contract, I'm pretty sure. So we would have got some sort of, I'm not sure the exact, but maybe a couple hundred thousand, I would imagine, if we were to get anything. And probably a development fee, eh? It'd probably only be a development fee that we would probably get because he's under 24. Is that, does that not only come into play when the contract's up? I think you have to pay like actual fees. Like when Chelsea got Billy Gilmore for Rangers, I think they had they didn't pay a development fee. They paid the, the proper money for him. Right. Mm. I, surely the fee's nominal. It would be nominal, yeah. I, I, I would think so. Steve O'Mar, uh, McCarthy, IAA Shaw and Michael Johnson can all get in the bin. I, I don't think Celtic are ready to give up on, on Mikey Johnson. I do think it will be a... Uh, I do think it will be a loan deal, maybe with an option to buy. But as I said to Paul last week, I want him to actually have a juicy loan deal. I want him to go abroad. I want him to go somewhere unusual. I just didn't want him to go to Hibs or Aberdeen or anywhere like that. Um, I, I, as I say, I want him to have a juicy move. I, I'm not really bothered. Wrong club, wrong he's time. Been, he's been pretty picky with the clubs that have been coming in from as well. Uh, yeah, he's saying like the, the Cubs, they don't really meet his expectations for where he wants to go for Celtic. I don't know if he's got really high standards, if the Cubs have just been that bad. I know there's a team from the Spanish second division that came in for Albion Ayeti, but I don't know where he thinks his level is and what sort of club he's expecting to come in from. I'd say I moved back to Switzerland or to maybe the English Championship or something like that with sort of something just fine. I would have thought some Swiss club would have came in for because surely he's still got some currency left in Switzerland. He's made a move to West Ham, it didn't work. He's made a move to us, it hasn't worked. The only place where he scored goals is the Swiss League. So you would have thought a move back there would have been quite high up. But then there's maybe 25,000 reasons why no Swiss club have actually came came in for him, James. And that's why he's been picky. Yeah, I would agree with that, but I was surprised no Swiss teams came in, because we get it with Scottish teams all the time. If a Scottish player goes to maybe the English Championship or somewhere after a good season here, they don't do as well in the Championship, what happens? A Scottish team will snap them back up. The same thing happened with Lauren Shankland. He's a proven goal scorer here, goes to Belgium, doesn't work out, a Scottish team will snap them back up, because they know they're going to get a guarantee of goals with them, because he's proven in the league. So I was surprised when... Uh, there was no sort of Swiss teams coming in for Albion yeah. Aye, maybe the have but maybe his wage demands are too big after getting big money at West Ham and big money at Celtic, uh, he could just be looking to sit out and see out his contract maybe knowing full well that he will go back to Switzerland and get a team uh, no problem uh, I don't know who this is, Studs but Studs, just swap him for two simply red CDs Paddy whoever you want to Surely Nabdi's is bad to be worth two simply red CDs. I can't even know. No, Nabdi's a that, that's an insult to give somebody two two simply red CDs. No, I, I don't care who are you talking about there, Paddy. Anyway, Rooster, come on, mate, come on. Hearts would be decent for Mikey Johnson. Conference League football. I says I wanted him to have a juicy loan move. I didn't want to punish the boy by sending him to Tynecastle. He would need to have he would need to have shots and everything if he went to Tynecastle. <laughs> uh, simply red CDs. I wonder who that was. Um, aye, 
So that that so I think Mikey Johnson moves to Europe. Ayeti just get him out the door. I mean, we managed to get Ball and Golly out the door. Get Ayeti out the door. Pay him off. Do anything. Uh, oh, Paddy Lafferty comes in and says it was Owen Moffat. Well, surely it was two simply red CDs, a stick of rock, and a free pass to Madame Tussauds. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe Anne's got a week. Maybe Anne's got a weekend pass to the Blackpool Tower and Madame Tussauds. Who knows? Um, I what was I actually saying? I can't actually remember. There we go. I'm not too sure. I just wonder if we could touch on because we've actually had a chance to talk about it because last time we were on was last Wednesday and the Champions League draw was last Thursday. So I just want to get what do you think of the Champions League draw? Real Madrid, Red Bull, Leipzig, and Shakhtar Donetsk. What's your thoughts on that? My thoughts on it are it's like we've got the fairy tale, eh? It's like a Disney animated film. We've got the fairy tale as in Real Madrid, but we've also got a chance of marrying the princess at the end of it. We're getting, we're getting out the group, either finishing third or second. But like, well, like a modern day Shrek, eh? The big green ogre can actually go and save the princess and marry her at the end of it. Eh? We've got the fairy tale, then we can get out of it. Glad we got Madrid. I think that's been long overdue. It could have been worse. We could have got Port C at one point when that Port C came out and saying, we're going to end up with Munich and Inter Milan and Barcelona. That's where we usually went. Using a basic football knowledge, if Rangers managed to beat Leipzig last season, surely we, we, could, we, we can maybe take something off them. And Shakhtar Donetsk, unknown quantity, lost quite a lot of their players playing in Poland. Who knows how they're going to react, a new young manager as well. It could have been worse. It's it's a it's aye the big green ogre's got hope. We've got a fairy tale and the big green ogre's got hope as well to get out the group. So I am fairly happy with it. I'm fairly happy with it. No, I don't have any sort of movie analogies like yourself to sum up my thoughts on the Champions League job, but I think everybody's got reason to be happy with it. We've got the glamour team, which somewhere after in Real Madrid. Then we've got two games where we can be competitive and maybe even one against Red Bull Leipzig and Shakhtar Donetsk. Real Madrid obviously won the Champions League last year. Red Bull Leipzig, they haven't been the best in the Bundesliga, but they did just win 7-0 in the German Cup last night. And Shakhtar Donetsk, as you were saying, they've lost a lot of their Brazilian players. They don't really want to stay in Ukraine or Poland. A lot of them have went over the Portuguese League, and they were the players that made Shakhtar Donetsk special. So I think we could, we could even push for maybe six points. I don't know if that's me being... Very generous against Shakhtar Donetsk, but six points could be a realistic possibility against them. As I say, eh, match day one next Tuesday, the whole eyes of Europe are going to be on Celtic Park. I think UEFA have set that up, knowing full well that they've got the best stadium in the Champions League and they've sent the best team there first. They've sent the champions there first. The whole of Europe's going to be watching that game. We're going to pray that Real Madrid underestimate us and are slow starters like they were last year and we've maybe got a chance of getting a result. We can all dream we didn't care what's actually going to happen. But the place is going to be rocking and I'm quite glad we've got them on match day one and match day six. And you've you've maybe got the we've maybe got the business in the we've got the business in the middle of the group. Get get the business done in the middle and they can enjoy the hope, two Madrid games. I hope we're not in, hope we're not in a situation where we're needing a result and we've got Madrid away on the last day because that and then I'd assume Leipzig would be the competition for second place if we're trying to get through 
So if, as long as we're not in a situation where we done a result against Real Madrid and then Red Bull Leipzig are going to blow away Shakhtar Donetsk. We don't know. That's an unanswered question because we don't know how Donetsk are going to are going to like handle it. I mean, we 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 spoke we spoke about the teams uh, last week. Was Donetsk the pot three team or the pot two? Pot three, pot three. They were the pot three team, and there was one of the teams that we did actually say that we wanted. If you if we had yeah. to pick, Donetsk was one of them, eh? just because of the unknown. I made the point last week. You don't want to get too ahead of yourself, though. If you remember, Scotland fans were really confident about beating Ukraine in the World Cup playoff game, but you've got to remember Ukraine are playing for pride. Their country's currently at war. They're trying to sort of restore, bring some form of happiness to their nation. Music done it against Joshua in the boxing. The national team done it against Scotland to go to the World Cup. So you think there'd be the same sort of playing for pride for the Shakhtar Donetsk players? Aye, aye. That's what I say. It's unpredictable when Ukraine went and got beat off Wales straight after it. They, they, they had the elation in the Scotland game, but they just couldn't handle the three days later actually going to Wales. And I think they drew with Northern Ireland as well. Was there, was there a draw with Northern Ireland in the Nations League or, or, or some game like that? I'm going to bring up, since you brought up the European Hang James, uh, AJSC technology. We're about to enter a tunnel of games that should be totally exhilarating for our players. players. How we emerge from this three-month tunnel really determines the remainder of the Ange era. For me, James, Ange Postacoglu have shown that he's got the measure of domestic football. The stats and the trophies back that up. He's got the measure of domestic football. The next thing is European football. If Ange Postacoglu turns us round in Europe, for me, he's the second greatest manager in my lifetime since Martin O'Neill. Martin O'Neill was on a pedestal for me so far at this moment. He got us to he got us to a, a Europa League fight, a, a UEFA Cup final, as it was at that point. I think Ange Postecoglou is very, very similar to Martin O'Neill with his stature and the respect that he actually gets from the players, and also when he's come in, the mess that he came in and inherited, and the way that he's turned the team, the team round so quickly. There's very there's very likes with Martin O'Neill. I want him to take the next step, and the next three months is going to show if he's got the if he's got the metal to actually be the most important manager that we've had since Martin O'Neill. Yeah, the rebuild job he's done. We've been going about it all the time. It's absolutely sensational how he took Celtic from where they were at the end of the season when Neil Lennon left. We had John Kennedy to the end of the season, and how quickly he's rebuilt Celtic. And there's a feel good factor about Celtic again, maybe even. I don't know if the sort of happiness and excitement about Celtic is at this point, is it higher than when Brendan Rodgers got appointed and we got caught, we got qualified for the Champions League? Well, where would you say spirits were higher with Celtic fans at this very point now or when Brendan Rodgers got appointed? I think it's difficult, right? We were, we were absolutely over the moon that we appointed Brendan Rodgers because he was the highest level of manager that we could have got to come to the club. Uh, so, going into the Champions League with Rodgers, we were, we were, I remember when we bet Tel Aviv, we were all over, we bet Tel Aviv and it was great then we went into the Champions League and it didn't really work for us. We got to a couple of little last hangies. Eh? So, at that point, Rodgers failed in the Martin O'Neill test. Ah, he gave us an invincible, treadable, that's brilliant, eh? But 
Martin, but Brendan Rodgers wasn't as poor as Martin O'Neill because Martin O'Neill got us absolutely invincible domestically and also invincible in Europe. Teams feared coming to Celtic Park with Martin o and Martin O'Neill's five years there. Maybe not the last year, but you know what I mean. And that's where we need to get back to. Rodgers failed to get us back to that. Rodgers did fail to get us back to that European level. It's up to Postacoglu now to actually do it. If Postacoglu does there, then he overjumps Rodgers to be on Martin O'Neill's level for me. And for me, it looks like Postacoglu wants to do it. He's yeah, saying that he wants us to be a Champions League club and this seems to be the next natural step for him to actually do. Yeah, that could be. He's going to be... He's going to be putting a lot into this because he would have came over to Europe to come to a team like Celtic to be making a splash, as he said, in competitions like this. And he's got a group which it could have been worse. We could have had a much worse draw than I've got just now. So I'd say we can be fairly happy with this draw and we can just go to see what Angel make of it. I know, but that's for next week. Tonight we've got a League Cup tie against Ross County. Paul and Laura are on tonight doing doing the, the match day, so so tune in. I lads, I've just realised that the simply red joke for Owen Moffat is because he's got ginger hair. I've actually just got that. Sorry, very slow uptake there. And I'll leave the last word today to Johnny Ryan when we're talking about overlapping fullbacks. We're talking about Tony Ralston. I says Tommy Gennel was the first overlapping fullback. Johnny Ryan, I Kev, but Danny McGrain was the best. There's no argument with that with anybody in the world, Johnny. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Please hit the likes, because Laura bet me last week. She actually destroyed me. She got 100 more likes in my show. So please hit the like and subscribe button. Make sure I can get about 300. I'd love to get, if I get 300 likes, it'll be great. I'm not going to promise anything if I get 300 likes, but just give me 300 likes. If you didn't like me, still give me a like. Thank you very much. Enjoy the game tonight. I'll see you all back. I'll maybe be in the comments later on. And remember, just didn't be bams to each other. Thank you very much and see you later. phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. 
Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.